welcome to uh, the yes. inaugural episode of, what are we calling it? So uh, we haven't decided, is it going to be 24 FPS or 24 frames per second? I'm going to call it 24 frames per second because it sounds pretentious. I'm going to call it 24 you know FPS. Just 24 fr- uh, frames per second. 24 FPS. With uh, Balbas and James, I'm obviously not James. Uh, that is, uh, I'm Phil. That makes so me James. Makes, yeah, makes you James. Peter James. Peter James, my longtime buddy. Uh, we've been trying to do this podcast for 18 years. 18 oh, wow, years we've yeah. been trying to get it done. It's been a while. Uh, we'll get into your interesting topic, which I like. I, I want to talk about it because it upsets me. That's why I'm, I'm, that's, I'm, that's I'm why. buying time now because I'm formulating thoughts. That's why I want to bring um, it What do they need to... I mean, everybody knows me on the channel. I mean, most people know who I am. That's right. Uh, who the fuck is you? you? Yeah, who the fuck is me? We shouldn't have swore so early. We're going to get demonetized. I don't care. Okay. Uh, I'm not doing this for the money. So... uh <laughs> There's no money. Uh, yeah, so go for it. I am, Give them your elevator pitch on who you are. All right. Uh, my name is Peter James Katsiras, but I go by Peter James. Because he's a piece of shit. Go on. No. Uh, so I, I am actually, you know what? I'm going to take credit for this. I am the one who got uh, Phil interested in uh, becoming a ta- filmmaker. You've already taken credit for this on two other podcasts yes, that I brought but, you on. But, but, but not, not on this show. Not on this show. I the want first time. people to know. It's funny that the, in the first eight seconds of this show, you've taken credit for something. Of course. I need, I need people to understand that. I mean, I will give you credit where credit is due. He did make me uh, ruin my life. No, no, hold on. Yeah. I did make you, period. End of sentence. That's it. I made it him. make me? Yeah, I made you. Oh, you made I me? I made you. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it's going to be. Bro, whose name is on the glass? Fair this, enough. Fair <laughs> enough. But... Yeah, no, Peter was my uh, my hangout and not go to class buddy on the porch of Marinopolis where we paid too much money to not get educated. Absolutely true. Yeah, uh, yeah it's true. We, we, it's, it's, I mean, looking back on it now that I have kids, I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? Absolutely I could have done that event. Absolutely insane. But Free what dish. I find interesting is that if you look back on it and what we're doing right now with this podcast is the genesis of that was that time on the porch. I mean, my genesis was that time on the porch. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. No, no, I'm not talking about uh, in terms of becoming a filmmaker. I'm talking about the genesis of this podcast. Like, you and I, that's basically how we started talking. That's how like, we met, yeah. Hey, oh, right. You were talking about that movie. Yeah, I am. And then- I don't know. I don't think that's true. What do you mean? That's what I remember. I remember everyone would leave for class, yeah. and then it would just be the two of us because yeah, we never what? went to class, and sure. we would just talk about random shit and smoke shisha. Absolutely, but once we found out, like, yeah. common interest. In- I didn't know, you know what it is? I didn't know that I liked movies as much as I did. I just assumed everyone liked movies, sure enough. and okay. movies were movies, and you watch movies. Like, I remember being a kid, and people were like, oh, what do you want to be? Like, no, not other kids, but adults were like, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? You remember this, right? Hey, Obviously. Of course, yeah. What are you going to do with your life, Peter? Like... You're going to be a bum like these conversations, right? <laughs> and I would, and I remember cycling through effectively every movie I had seen. That's what it was. It was like, what do you want to be? Well, I just saw Raiders yeah. and I'm going to be an archaeologist. Sure, sure. I just saw Contact and I'm going to go work at SETI or whatever it was. Not SETI. Yeah, it was SETI. Yeah. SETI? Yeah. It wasn't SETI. Oh, it, yeah, was it was SETI. SETI. Of course it was SETI. Yeah. Um, and so on and so forth. Okay. You know, at some point, I guess I was going to be a Nazi. I don't know. <laughs> when I watched Schindler's List, my point is, uh, I did just you worry assume... about cursing is going to demonetize. Yeah, it's going to get us. I mean, those are the type of like that's how I figured. Okay, my life would progress. I would become obsessed with something. Okay, and that was the movie that I had seen. Yeah, Flavor yeah. of the week that I wanted to be a ninja. Obviously, right. the nineties. I just thought of something that I rewatched recently that we're going to talk about. After. Okay, all right, all right, and I'll give you a hint. It's Tum Tum. Oh yeah, so, it's so bad. Anyways. Uh, that is the the like the pinnacle of the '90s. Uh, Spoiler alert: We're going to be talking about Three Ninjas at some point. Yeah, Three Ninjas, Tom Tom, Rocky, and the other kid. Cole, come Cole, on, man. <laughs> he was basically a, a humanoid Raphael, right? He was just like angsty, yeah, yeah. super angsty kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is his name? The grandfather? Uh, uh, they just call him Grandpa. No, no, no. The, the actor, actor, James Wong. James Wong. Yeah, yeah. No, 
Yeah, was Is that his name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's the best. He was like the most '90s like Japanese guy. He was in everything. Sure. He's sure. always old Japanese guy with the yeah, long closed eyes. Absolutely. He's still alive. I, I, I'm now. I'm now curious. Is it was his name actually? I don't so, think it was. Hold on. Hold on. It was like something very Japanese, like Watanabe or something. Survey said no. It was not that. Anyways, I'll continue my story. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's how my, that was my interaction with movies. I also was not aware. What Victor Wong? Victor Wong. <laughs> You said James Wang? I said James Wong. Oh, okay. so I got I, Maybe it's Victor yeah. James. Part, part yeah. Yeah, <laughs> part Victor points. James Wang. Uh, traditional Japanese name. He probably wasn't even Japanese, was he? He's Chinese. Dude. Fucking <laughs> so racist the 90s. Amazing. Anyways, my point is, that was my uh, perception of films. I was not aware of the making of films. Like, I didn't understand right. okay. how films were made. I didn't understand. I think for probably most kids, at some point in my life, I probably thought these were documentaries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I've it's been real. watching this yeah, is real. Yeah. Um, and I didn't watch a lot of animated stuff. I did. I mean, I watched Disney movies and stuff, but like I wasn't into, it wasn't my thing. Like my movie awakening was Raiders. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I need to see all of this. Okay. Okay. Uh, it, just Indiana Jones in general. Yeah. And then I went into the Spielberg realm of movies as I was getting older and whatever, but I wasn't aware of them like you were. So when I met you, I must've been 18. No, you were younger than that. Uh, 16, 17. I yeah. mean, we just started college, so I was like seven. I, I, I started at 16. So Well, I'm born in the summer, so I was probably like 16 or 17 when yeah, we yeah. met. Um, I don't think I had ever thought about a movie, how it was made in my life. I had seen a few behind the scenes. I remember watching uh, a bootleg VHS. Someone gave it to me of the making of Demolition Man. Oh, which, great, great movie. A great movie, yeah. Great movie. Great fucking phenomenal movie. But like, I, I was like, whoa. That was the first time, and then I never thought about it again. Okay. It wasn't even on the list of stuff that I could do, because as far as I understood, movies are made in a faraway land, not here <laughs> in Canada. Nobody makes movies here. Uh, it's okay. not an option. Uh, so, like, uh, it never. It wasn't even like, I'm not going to do this. It was not on the list of things that I could potentially did you not, do. Did you not contemplate, like, when you watch them destroy a building or something like, like wow, they really destroyed this? I just building. assumed it was all maquettes at that point. Okay. Oh, I did. did. Okay. I knew there about maquettes. No, when okay. I was older, yeah, I knew. When I was, like, 15, 13, okay. whatever. Okay, gotcha. But I, it was never something that I could be a part of. It never even crossed my mind. It was like, if you told me, did you ever consider being an alien? I'd be like, no, because I'm not an alien. That right, was okay, like, it okay. Was, it was that black and white. And then I met you, and you're like, I'm going to make movies. I was like, what the fuck is this guy yeah. talking about? <laughs> Because you were you were obsessed with yeah yeah um, not movies but the 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 culture of cinema yeah yeah like I know you were aware was, of it I was very right. aware of it I I liked I liked the idea my dream was to do that because I for me now that I can look back on it with my like adult frame of reference mostly um, adult yeah mostly adult I liked uh, I liked telling stories I always considered myself someone who loved telling so did stories I. yeah. And so, but I hadn't done what you did. I hadn't connected yeah, the two. Well, things. that's it. I connected it. And for me, it was watching these movies was at some point it was just fun. And then I started realizing, oh, there's like this storytelling aspect of it. And I'm taking away lessons and meanings and morals and sometimes just enjoying the hell of like being told a really good story. And then it was, um, it was from dusk till dawn. That was the one. I saw that late in life. Yeah. Yeah. Very late. I, I was, I was really young. I think I might've been like 10, 11 years old. And I remember just being, first of all, I, I wanted to watch that movie because at the time I had a borderline unhealthy obsession with anything related to, to, to vampires. I think 
Um, we I, were pretty emo like that. Not emo. You weren't on, emo, but it, your obsession with vampires was yeah, emo. No, but it was it bordered it was, on emo. Yeah. Well, for me, it was like the <laughs> idea. It was the coolest. Uh, in in uh, me, the first was, script you ever showed me that you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> the, it was just I'm like a lot of vampires. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The and, and, they're, and they're angsty vampires the too. Like the they're very angsty. Yeah. You were ahead of the curve. And the first thing I ever wrote had a lot of a lot of and, and angry vampires. Yeah, and I think it was like really. You know, ripped off from Lost Boys. Yeah, that whole idea. Yeah, yes. um, but but Fucking I remember Keith, Keith. The Keith was Keith, in that. Yeah, Keith is the man. The I want to bring up something to the Keith. Yeah, we'll get so there. We'll put a pin in we it. should keep like a notepad here. Absolutely. Because we tend to do that, and we'll forget. Yeah, yeah. We're Whatever. we're we're two people who get sidetracked yeah. very easily. So hopefully, I this... think we were talking about what the show is. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but to that point of uh, I'm still talking is for me, it was the first time I watched a movie or a story. Uh, head in one direction and drop shit and then just completely so turn. Dust Till Dawn on yeah. that topic I saw Dust Till Dawn I must have been I was older must have been 17 okay. 16 like we probably just hadn't we hadn't just maybe we hadn't met I had seen Reservoir Dogs I had seen Pulp Fiction and to this day I stand by it Pulp Fiction is not as good of a movie as people make it out to be it's a it's a fine film unacceptable I have nothing unacceptable I have concept. no issues with Pulp Fiction but it's just not what people made it out to be, in my opinion. Maybe because I saw it after it had been hyped to me. Yeah, so maybe fair. I had built it up. The dialogue is next level, but the movie itself is just fine. Nonsense. Uh, it's nonsense, yeah. The, by far, like, not his best work you know, uh, from his body. Arguable, arguable. I'm, I'm saying nonsense for you saying that. But watch, see, I can make that. I can make you make that face. I think the most overrated the film of the all time up. is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, so, I didn't think you were going that no, way. That's the most overrated film of all time, in my opinion. You find? Yeah. I don't know if it's the most overrated film of all time. That's my, that's my opinion. <laughs> Why? Uh, I, don't, I, I, I think it's boring. I think it's just straight up boring. It is a little boring, but... But you gotta you gotta watch it with the eyes of the time it was made I in, get, right? I get it, yeah. Like watching it today, yeah, it's a bit boring. Yeah, yeah. But those Pan Am lobby scenes, you're yeah, like, how you can say that about any movie made back in the day? You can watch Citizen Kane. Show it. If I showed my wife Citizen Kane right now, my wife she watches, fall asleep, uses ten minutes into it. Yeah, right? but at the time it was like ground ground right? Absolutely. So you gotta look at it. It's like when you look back on history and you're like, of course, you can't use course. your eyes from today, right? Of course. No, but but I, I'll agree with you that it is uh, slightly overrated in terms of like how good of a movie it is objectively for its time it was beyond also the amount of pop culture influence it's had i mean you can't take that away sure okay. the, the 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 monoliths they've ripped it off in the barbie movie i saw it in the trailer yeah, i haven't yeah, seen yeah. the barbie movie i saw the barbie movie yeah and it's so the like, whole opening is, is yeah it's 2001 that like those tempanis going yeah, yeah. it's influenced half my life you know okay. i'm on the bus which i've never taken the bus in my life because i'm i'm bougie uh <laughs> got a little something here i got it over here a little schmutz yeah, yeah uh no i mean when i used to take the bus i used to listen to the 1001 space odyssey i had 12 tracks on my mp3 whatever it was back then and i used to listen to that fucking opener what a nerd yeah i'm a nerd <laughs> i also only fly to john williams okay. you know this though yeah I, yeah, I, yeah, I, fucking, yeah, yeah i'm gonna stop what i'm saying and just tell people i'm gonna give this to you for free okay if you take anything from this podcast episode time the superman theme john williams the superman theme to your takeoff as the airplane starts to turn, to line up for its uh, for its like run to take yeah. off, when you hear the engines go, when they kick in, press play. Okay. It almost always times perfectly with the the second crescendo, like and the plane takes off. You feel like a god. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. You look I'll try, down. I'll try the way. I've done it many times. It's because I have a bit of flight anxiety. Like I don't like takeoff. I don't mind flying. 
but I really don't like takeoff. Same. I, I, takeoff and landing, because that's the only time things can really go wrong. Landing, see, the thing is, the way my... my landing, I'm better, because I'm like, I'm close now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, I'm there. Because the thing is, if you, if you quote-unquote, survive takeoff, you know, what what you get for surviving it? X many hours in the air. You survive landing, you, you just get... I crawl you're, out, you're, you're there, man. You're there, man, <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, anyway, that's a super random, but try it. I promise you, you will not regret it. It is the adrenaline rush of the G-forces of the airplane taking off, and the music, especially if you've seen the Superman movies, it's next level. Okay, it all right, I'll definitely try it. What was my point? What was the thought? Well, hold on, I'm going to... Wait, what were we we're, saying we're, just we're pulling, that? We're pulling weight. So, pulling uh, weight from you, what? There's Because no... I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. We were talking about how we met, and then we talked about my love for cinema and the movie that kind of defined it. But what ended what up happening? Two thousand and one. Yeah. But what ended up happening with our conversations is it took a couple of years, but then we started making movies together. Yeah, I mean that was much later. So oh, much said. later. It was a couple. Yeah, how few much years, later? Few years. Few years yeah. yeah. I remember the first set. I was. I'm, I mean, just so everyone knows, like this is not going to be the format of the show. Like, no, we're not no. just going to talk about how we met, and it's not a bromance. <laughs> um. Uh, just to give you guys some context, like we're not randos in a cafe talking about movies. Like this is this is my whole life, right? Yeah. Uh, even though now most of my work is commercial, yeah, it's still storytelling, it's still film. But like, yeah, that's that's the thing. Peter's right. He did introduce me to the idea that this could be a job. Yeah. Right. Which I was not aware of at all. Um, you went to Trebis. Yeah, I went to Trebis. You left Marinopolis yeah. while I was being expelled. Yeah. You went to Trebis. I was still not. I don't know. I don't know if it was clear to me what I was doing. I mean, I had been doing arts, like I had been doing theater and stuff like that. So, like, it's not like it was the idea of storytelling to a public. I was aware of theater and acting, and I had done all that stuff, and I was doing it actively. Well, the first film that I made, which was Nervous, um, Nervous had a character that was fully, fully based on you. And as a matter of fact, I had you. Yeah, you had me come in and read for, for that a character part. that was me, and you said it wasn't believable because I wasn't taking what you, you were doing seriously no, no, at all. At all, I was like, what a nerd. Like, well, this is a video geek, right? Also, you're not a technical guy, so at all, like, I'm no, zero. No. You're not a camera operator. No, you're no, not no, a cinematographer. No, no. So, like, until I got hold of that information, I don't think I had made the connection that this is also a trade. Yeah. So it was all just very vague and whatever yeah. to me. I, I had, I had a vision. I mean, I knew, I know how to do things. I just, well, yeah, I mean, I, but I would never guy. describe you as a technical. No, not crew member. You, you, you exist above the line yeah, always. Yeah. Uh, whereas, whereas I've bounced between, like, I am the line, like I'm up and down. So, uh, what was my point? Well, <laughs> when we, when oh yeah. So when you brought me in, I was, I didn't take it seriously. You went to Travis first. Yep. And then I remember meeting up with you. Maybe you were like six months into it or something. I forget. Yeah. And we went, it was on the corner of, I'll never forget this, uh, uh blurry. Well, where park becomes blurry. Yeah. yeah Sherbrooke. Okay. There was like this weird little like Moroccan owned cafe that was fake Italian. And we had sausage sandwiches. Yes. I don't know why I remember this. Yes. And you were describing what the program was like. And I'm like, this sounds amazing. And then you told me about film history. Yeah. Like what you guys were doing. And I was like, that was, I'm like, that's super fucking interesting. Like yeah. I've never, even though I would like analyze a film when I'd watch it, I had never actually thought about it as something you could. Like I remember, this is random. I remember in drama class in high school, I must have been in the eighth grade. We were doing Shakespeare. And you had, you know, I mean, you do Shakespeare in high school. You look at the themes and what is he trying to say? Right, yeah, is, yeah. And no one was getting it, right? No one was understanding it. And I had not studied or whatever. And they, he gave me, he was mad, the teacher, Steve Backos. What's up, Steve? Uh, important guy in my, like, overall yeah. history. But anyways, 
So he he gets mad because I'm not paying attention. I'm fucking around. And he throws text that like some pages at me. He goes, read this to the class. So I read it. He goes, what is he talking about here? And I fucking just immaculately give him the explanation because it just made sense to me yeah. for whatever reason. It's like, I'm not flexing here. Like it just, it clicked with me. And he looks at me, he's like, and he runs to his desk and he grabs a folder and he throws the folder at me. He goes, you've been going through my stuff? I was like, what? And it was almost word for word what the actual like author of this exercise book we were working in had said. I was like, no. And then I explained to him how I got that conclusion. And he's like, oh, okay. That was the first time that I understood that I understood story elements. Right. Really, they came naturally to me. Okay. Like, it, was, it was simple. I was also like a pathological liar as a teenager. Like I would just make shit up all the time. So like those two things go hand in hand because what, what we do is a lie, right? It's a massive lie. At the time, did you think you were bullshitting your way out of the answer or you knew what the answer was? Like you knew it inherently? I just, he asked me a question and I answered. Okay. That's all it was. I, I didn't think I was bullshitting. Okay. And even, and like lying was not to get myself out of trouble or bullshit. Like it was something I did because it amused me. Right. Because I was like, how much will these people believe? Like how believable can I make this? And I would go on these long tangents and make up stories and people were like, wow, that happened to you? I'm like, God's honest truth, bro. <laughs> you know, like, and, and it was fun. And, and those are the early beginnings of it. But then when you took me to, to the campus, I was like, it doesn't look like a school. No. A weird building. Yeah. It and was the very next playpen. week, I went to the open house on my own and I met a bunch of the teachers and like, uh, like what was his name? Ben? Ben. Ben. I met Ben. What happened to Ben? So I shout out to Ben Paquette. Ben Paquette. He was a talented guy. I don't know where he is now, but he was one of our professors. Yeah. He was yours and he was mine for a bit. And then okay. he left. Anyways, so then I met um, my arch rival at the school, uh, Jean Guerin, who was my film history teacher, who I did not like and could not stop talking about the one cameo he had where he played Orson Welles oh in uh, M Magnificent Creatures. What's that movie? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, Hold on. It's um, I don't remember what it's called, yeah. the movie. Something Creatures. Midnight Creatures, Magnificent Be Beautiful Creatures. No. no. What's, well, who's in that? It's, uh, what's her name? Oh, fuck, man. Just also another thing you guys should know is he's great at remembering names of actors and film titles. Yeah, but I'm not. You're wrong here on the title. That's why it's throwing me off. It's something Creatures. Uh, well, I'm not going to look at it. Put in the comments if you guys can figure yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah. Or it's the, the character is terrified of Orson Welles. She sees him in her dreams. Anyway, so he, he is the teacher that I did not get along with at Trevis. But like I saw it. And uh, I remember telling my dad, and he's like, fuck no, you're not doing this. Like, you're not going to spend $20,000 to study film, you idiot. And I was like, but dad, and keep in mind, this is like, what year is this, Pete? This would have been 2006, five, five. maybe, yes. So like, there. there wasn't, like, YouTube was young. Like, yeah. there were videos, but they were like, whatever. Not, not, Nobody was yeah. making content. Yeah. My dad often brings this, like, he'll bring it up. He's like, I would have never guessed that you would have made a career out of this. Like, yeah, I thought you were just indebting yourself. Sure. He yeah. threw something at me when I told him. I remember that. Wasn't it a pan or something? You no, know, he was frying and he threw the spatula at oh, me. the spatula. And then I looked yeah, at him. He's like, go. bring it back. I got to flip these burgers. I was like, what? <laughs> but I mean, I'm not pissed about it. Like, I get it. Uh, I would react the same no, way. No, my, my dad, uh, my dad was initially against it or just thought it was a phase. And then he saw... Uh, I don't know if he had seen Nervous, my first film. I don't think he had seen my second one either, but I did a music video for a um, a band from St. Hyacinth. Shout out October Sky. That was the first set I ever worked on. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and when we shot that music video and I finally got it edited and ready, uh, he was... He came. I was. I was watching it with Dre. Who was, I watched uh, it recently. Yeah, it doesn't hold. I know. Thank no, you. it doesn't hold. Uh, it was good for its for the time. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, hold exactly. It's not that timeless piece. Mm -mm. Um, and so I, Dre was over. Um, 
was my oldest friend, and then at the time it was my editor. My he was, he was my, your camo, my yeah. yeah below the line guy. He was my cam. I would just hold editor, the cables and my, shit. Like right. I didn't know what I was doing. I was holding the monitor. Actually, yeah. I was walking around. <laughs> you were watching. True. Monitor, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so Dre and I finished the cut, and I think uh, my dad, like we did this in the basement of my house. My dad came home, and I think he just politely wanted to come down and say hi to Dre and see what we're up to. And I was like, Yeah, Dad, check this out. And I I played the video. And you know it's not my dad's type of music or anything like that, but he watches it and he has that like moment that we, you you know your parents. I see yeah. it in his eyes, and he he essentially said like, "He's been good, fuck. He's talented. Like he's, he's not good, he's not gonna, he's not gonna let this go, right?" And uh, and so yeah, so I mean, since then we've made a couple things. I, I'm no longer working as I mean, I'll pop in. I'll, I mean, you pop in, in, pop out, but like it's not uh, your your daily grind. No, anymore. not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, but that's why I wanted. These still are you, of course, yeah, and yeah. that's why I really wanted to do this. I mean, especially look, with it was fifty-fifty. Like I almost left the industry too. Yeah. Like I almost gave up. Like I tried to do the the studio route and go through Axis, and and I just I was like, this is not for me. Like mm-hmm. I moved into commercial work because I needed to make money so it could be viable, obviously. But like indies are what I was enjoying, and it's obviously like now I have kids, it's different. But like my goal and like my wife knows, like it was do the indies, figure out what I'm doing make the contacts I need. I switched over to commercial work and like corporate style stuff. It's, they're still films. They're just commercials, right? Sure. Uh, I do a lot of content too now because it's necessary. And I mean, it helps subsidize my life. <laughs> yeah. Like it pays the bills. But it, once the kids got to a certain age, like we know, we both knew like I was coming back. Yeah. Like I was going to move back into fiction, maybe some documentaries because there's some stuff I want to work on. I mean, like now I'm shopping a potential script that I came across a story that I came across that I can get the rights to. And I'm like trying to figure out if it's viable. You are, I'm never going to talk about it on the show, by the way. Like I'll never give, cause it, the idea is not safe. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's like, like it's, we're going to win Oscars. <laughs> That's he, how I pitched it. Yeah. yeah. Win an Oscar. But he told me and I was like, oh, I'd, I'd pay money. To see this like movie. I can't safely give the premise no, out no, because fine. I'll lose the rights to it. So, but it's something that I'm actively working on. Uh, but I still do commercial work. You moved into a different field because, I mean, you got to make a living. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I started working in sales. Uh, he's, I, he's good at sales because he's full of shit selling those stories. I like I liked making money. and uh, <laughs> I, I like make money. And, and so <laughs> it became, but here's the thing, it became something that I still like, which was the, the my favorite thing about when I was working in film was the collaborative uh, process. And so... Now I I still do a job that I have to work with people and I yeah that. I mean there are definitely parallels between what you did and what you're doing they're also nothing alike at nothing the same alike. time no 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 and I'm constantly mad at you for yes. leaving the daily grind and going to do something else I get it but fuck you sure fair enough um, but yeah that's kind of the story of how we ended up uh, here here uh, and uh, talking about now that you've given enough time we talk about we're here what yeah. we started with. Tell me your thoughts you on, on where, where we started on this All right. Chris, Chris Nolan I versus think, Denis yeah, Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve is extremely talented. Okay. Like, I met him once, and I, it was the few times in my life where I didn't know what to say. Okay. I would just kind of like, hello, Mr. Villeneuve, Mr. Denis. And like, hello. <laughs> like, here's a guy who's where I'm from, who's from where I'm from, who did everything I wished I could have done, right? And yeah. if you know Phil, like, we're talking about literally, like, when... The, the thought, if you if you had told the 16, 17-year-old us sitting on that porch uh, smoking cigarettes that a French-Canadian uh, filmmaker will make a sequel, sequel to, to Blade, Blade Runner. Runner, 
uh, I think your head would have caved My in. head, yeah. You would have been like, yeah, of course, it's I me. mean, I, I only really became aware of Villeneuve, like how good he really was after Sicario, I think. Okay. Uh, had you seen like Polytechnic or... or... Polytechnic since, okay, but not when it was like I've seen it now, okay. Uh, and Ascendi, Ascendi was one of those films that I watched. It came out the same year as G2MML, I think, as Dolan's film. No, I couldn't tell you, but maybe they came yeah. out close together. Sure, sure. And for some reason, I thought it was the same filmmaker, so I watched Ascendi and I was like, oh, it's fucking great. And then I went to watch G2MML, which I think is a load of crap. See, I don't hate, I, I don't like Delon, but I, I don't, don't like Jitsu, man. But like, and, and I'm the type that I'll watch weird fucking yeah, art yeah. house films. Like I, st I watched last week, actually, I watched Dogtooth again. Because oh, yeah. I know his new movie got like crazy. Out of, out of Venice, yeah. Yeah, Vegas, like, with Emma Stone. With yeah. Emma Stone, right? So, you know, when's that coming out? Like when's that? That's, that's soon. soon. I mean, listen, it just had Like the lobster premiere. didn't do it for me. Oh, come on. The lobster confused me more than anything. And it. Like, an art house film, for me, it has to make me feel something. But I also want to be able to enjoy watching it to some extent. Okay. Whereas The Lobster was like, it felt it felt disjointed to me. I disagree. I, but I, that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, just some, but, like, Dogtooth, which is super disjointed. Yeah. And, like, framed to high hell. But you were, you were like, I so was like, invested. this is, like, what is happening yeah. here? They're licking each other's elbow pits. Like, someone made a movie about this. That's like, this a wild. wild. For those of you who haven't seen yeah, Dog Tooth. Yeah, Dog Tooth is Lanthimos's first. By Yorgos Lanthimos, same guy. His first film. Uh, his first, first major, major release. Film, major yeah. release, yeah. I've yeah. seen some of his shorts, actually. Okay. They're trash. Oh, really? Yeah. They, they feel okay. like student films. So this guy is uh, the director most famously known for The Lobster and The Favorite with uh, Emma Stone and Olivia Colt. No, oh, I've never God. seen it. I've never seen uh, it. Olivia Colman won an Oscar for that. Yeah, she was incredible. I've never that seen is, it. That is a wild, but but you gotta keep, in, mi you gotta keep in mind that the last seven years for me have of been course. a black void of films. Like I have not been to the theater except for Clifford, Clifford the, the Big, Big Red, Red Dog, Dog, two years ago with my daughter. Since my daughter was born, didn't you walk out halfway through that? Because we had to. My kid was confused. She's a fucking whatever her generation, alpha gen, right? She's sure. seven, so. She's grown up watching whatever she wants, whenever she wants, and stopping like and going. Demand, but... On demand, right? She grew up with Netflix accessible. So we're watching Clifford. She's super excited to be at the theater. She had actually been to the theater once before we went to see Frozen, I remember, with all okay. her cousins. But she was so, so captivated by Frozen that she didn't say anything. And she was much younger. So we're sitting there, and she goes, pause it. I'm like, what? She goes, pause, pause the movie. Pause. I go, pause them. What are you, what are you, what are you, are you crazy? She goes, I have to pee. We can't pause the movie. She goes, but we paid, and we can't even pause it. I'm like, look, I understand what you're saying. But no, she goes, all right, let's just leave. I got to pee. I was like, oh, okay. And then after the bathroom, she just had no interest in what She's like, there's an arcade. I wanted, I mean, Clifford the Big Red Dog was not a great movie. Yeah, okay. Like, I was bored too. Okay, I was like, this yeah. is not great. And I like kids' movies. I enjoy them sometimes. I love, I love kids. Like, uh, I watch, uh, what did we watch recently? We watched Encanto. Uh, not recently, but like, Encanto's fun to watch. Like, yeah. I can sit through it. Yeah. The second Frozen has a, a way better soundtrack than the first one. Sure. It's all like 80s ballads. I'm looking forward um this with the most recent, I think, Pixar release, Elemental. We watched it. How is it? It's, you know what? It's it's a little on the nose for the, sure. the analogies okay. and the metaphors, but it's it's fun. It has a nice, like, score. Okay. Uh, there's nothing groundbreaking happening, but the animation is really interesting. I it's not Spider Verse level okay. interesting. Okay, yeah, but it but has this not like trying to do that fuzzy either. texture that I've never seen before. Okay, like everything's kind of really clean and digital, but also organic. Okay, it's interesting. It's very interesting. I a little on the nose though, but it's for kids. I, I so. am hoping. I think I don't know if this is still happening, especially now with the strike and everything. But 
one of my most pleasant surprises when it comes to children's movies in the last couple of years was... Uh, Is there a red light on the camera? I'm just yeah, being yes, suspicious. Yes. Just make sure. Uh, Zootopia. Like this... Zootopia? What about it? Super... Super uh, underrated film. It is mind. underrated. Yeah, it is. It I like Zootopia. So, so, I mean, so I, good. I see, I watch a lot of kids' movies because of the kids. Of course. And uh, Anna's not, she used to be way more movie, like, let's watch movies. Okay, yeah. But I find the last couple of years, she wants long form. Like, she wants to, like, go into a series that has three seasons or whatever. Oh, okay, okay. Which is fine because I know there's, like, an argument right now in society or the industry. Are these series the new cinema? Well, I think they might be to some extent. The golden age of television is now. So serialized content, like we we had this argument when I said let's call the show twenty four frames per second. You're like, what about TV? I'm like, all the big series are twenty four frames per second, right? Uh, maybe or, or the digital. playback is sixty on through Netflix, but whatever. I'm just saying they're shot in twenty four, uh, less like The Hobbit. Fuck The Hobbit. It's forty eight frames per second. So weird. I think these may be the new 90s cinema. Not cinema. Cinema still exists. Yeah, okay. But that 90s, like, good, solid movies that are also pop culture, like, part of pop culture, that are also mainstream, but they're also exploring, uh, like, artistic ways of telling stories. I think that may be where we're... Maybe not Netflix specifically. Okay. But I like it, too. Like, I enjoy it. So a lot of times... But every so often, I'm like, let's watch a fucking movie. I, yeah, watch, yeah, yeah. I don't want to know what happens down the line. I just want to watch a story. That's it. Be done. It has a no sequels. Okay. So no, no, I want to stand alone. Uh, like, I, I get I get in these moments where I'm she's like, what do you want to watch? And I'm like, Statham. She's like, which one? I'm like, anything Statham. <laughs> Any, I want to watch Statham kill everyone. Yeah. Like, what was the last one he did? Son, Son of Man? Wrath of Man. Re no, that's not the last one. But no, yeah. the last good one. <laughs> That's the Guy Ritchie but, movie, yeah, Wrath, yeah, of Wrath of Man. Like, Guy, that's Wrath a, of Man is the most unstatham statham movie I've ever seen. So, so hold on. On this movie, so Wrath of Man is a uh, remake of a French film called Le Convoyeur, right? Yeah. Uh, Wrath of Man, in my opinion, is such a perfectly disjointed, it's, it's the what was the joke I told you? I think it's Guy Ritchie doing Tarantino. Oh, yeah. And, I can and, see and that. It's, sure. It's, it's. Wonderful. That's a disservice to the movie, though. No, I that. okay, fine, 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 fine. Fine, oh. fine. <laughs> fine bro. So, so I have a, I have a friend uh, who you know uh, uh, well, also Sarah yeah. Levesque. Okay, so she's an actress. So a working uh, actress, yes. by the way, not just like some random. Shout out, Sarah. Yeah, what's up, so Sarah? Uh, I was hanging. We were all hanging out, a group of friends, and uh, this was like in the middle of. I mean, COVID was still happening and, you know, it was like kind of weird to hang out all together, but we, we made our way all together and she, we're talking about movies we saw and everything. And she, so she tells me and Drain, Gavin, all these guys, uh, that her and Max was her, her boyfriend, uh, paid money to like through PVOD, right? Premium video on demand to watch what she called one of the worst movies in recent memory. Which and I was? Said, what are you talking about? And she goes, it's the, it's what Jason Statham oh, okay. called Wrath of like Wrath of Man, and then Gav, Dre, and I had seen that together. We we immediately turned on them and like like. Well, this is phenomenal. I hated it too. Oh my god, how could you hate that movie? The real issue was she was there for Statham, right, to go around and just level humanity, okay. just kill people. She was waiting for like a but, transporter type movie, I suppose. Which I mean, he kills a lot of no spoilers, but like he kills a lot of people in the movie. But he also gets his ass handed to him a bunch of times. Sure. Which I liked. Yeah. Because yeah, he, we went through that. So, I mean, so the 90s was like the Superman. He killed everyone yeah, yeah, at yeah. one scratch here. And right near the end of the movie, he had gut shot. But he was all right. Or, or, or shot in the shoulder. Or shot in the shoulder, yeah. but he was okay. And he yeah, still beat yeah, the crap yeah, out yeah. of the guy. Comes out unscathed. He's a hero. 
then we moved into this everyman yeah period where you know like like sean peck is the hero yeah you know like these edgar wright films where they're everyman stories sure, and sure. they're great films and it's like i could be that guy maybe right. that could be me accidentally beating people up because i'm oops and then we moved into this like the superhero who's kind of an everyman like where he's about, a superhero, but it's realistic. He gets his ass handed to him. Right. So you're talking about like the Jason Bournes and the uh, Bournes, or even the new Batman, right? The latest yeah. Batman, which I mean, no, not a great example because I mean, Batman, if you haven't seen the, the latest Batman, which I feel like it's been long enough, I can say Batman gets his ass kicked a lot in this movie. But he's vengeance. But, but he's, ven he's vengeance. I mean, he's kind of the crow, right? Right. <laughs> he ripped okay. off the crow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I really like one of the strongest Batmans. Yeah, I, like, I liked it a lot. Yeah. And I was upset with the movie because he got his ass handed to him so many times. Then I realized. Like Batman year two? But he's baby Batman. Yeah, he's Batman so he's learning year two. to be yeah. Batman. So that's how I forgive it. So I don't use it as part of that. But you know what I mean, right? Like you have these superheroes, not superheroes, superheroes, protagonists who get their asses kicked. They still prevail, but it's realistic. Like, and, and we're missing, you know what I mean? We're missing one of the most bizarre uh, tensions in terms of action films which was that happened which has now become its own category I think the Liam Neeson kills everybody movie I mean that's a specific type of the type of film where you're, it's like what do you want to watch you want to watch a comedy or romance or do you want to watch Liam Neeson yeah. kill everybody it's become its own subgenre it's its own it's subgenre he's got a like, new one coming out like too. I watched uh, it's not a film but it's a series and I think it's a this is something I want to be careful with on this show. Sure. So I watched, oh fuck, what is it called? Hijack. Hijack, thank See, you. See, I speak fl yeah, fluently. I know exactly what you're talking about. Hijack, and I'm like, Idris Elba on a plane with terrorists? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking 90s. Yeah. And then it starts, I'm like, oh no, it's post 90s. Like, it's not a classic terrorism It's not plot. Passenger 57. <laughs> it's, which is what I was there for, but with Idris Elba. Right, okay. Um, Idris Elba. Like, that's what I wanted. Yeah, and then I realized they get more... to keep his accent. Yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah, seen yeah. the series. So yeah, yeah. His okay, cool. Yeah, he's not doing a character. Sure, sure. He's not. It's a role. Or it's not a character role. So um, I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, oh, it's a contemporary reimagining of these. And I, I'm I'm here for it, you know. And he's he's a superhero, not a superhero. Gotcha. I like it. And then it gets weird, and the weirdness was fine. I don't, don't spoil it. Not spoiling anything. I did not like how the series ended. I thought it was weird. I know it was a miniseries. So immediately with that statement, the chances of me enjoying this series you, just went up 25%. You will not. 25%. You know why? We're gonna, I'm going to watch it. I'm we're going to come back in a later... It. Hold on a second. In a later episode, we're going to come back and I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you. I'm Look, like this it. is what I will tell you. There's a lot of setup, which isn't paid off later, which okay. I assumed was them red herring me, like throwing me off. Okay. Then I realized... No, that doesn't make sense. This is just lazy, sloppy storytelling. And I'll leave you with that. Now, right. I wanted to make this show run kind of like an episode of TV. Yeah. Which is like never more than 45 minutes. So I'm into this, but we're going to end the show. Yeah. The pilot. It's not really a pilot. It's a podcast. It's a <laughs> I just say it because it, it bothers you. Uh, yeah, whatever. Pop pilot. I mean, this is 24 frames per second. This was going to be a lot of this, a lot of meandering. Uh, and we will finish this discussion about... What was the discussion about? <laughs> Denis Villeneuve versus Christopher Nolan. We will finish that next week. So, you know, come we, back. We put pins into movies we didn't talk about. Come back next time for Three Ninjas. Because we're going to have to rewatch what we talked about so we can continue in the next episode. But we will figure out if Three Ninjas is the ultimate 90s movie, why Hollywood was so racist and made Chinese people act like they were Japanese, and if Denis Villeneuve is a better filmmaker than Christopher Nolan, which, I mean, there's no answer to that. But uh, my name is Phil Balbanos. Peter James. We'll see you next time.
of 24 frames per second. It's only 4 FPS.